Welcome to the end of religious Christianity. If you're truly born again, you've got the joy of the Lord inside of your spirit. You've got power inside of your spirit. My gift from God is to move you into your spirit, man, where God is, where you know all things, where things present and things to come are yours. Come with me into the kingdom of God. Hi, church. Welcome back to the Kingdom Dynamics podcast. I'm Jonathan, and I have a burning desire for you and other Christians to understand the kingdom, the kingdom, the kingdom of God. Jesus Christ came as the king, and he shared his testimony. He shared uh, parables about the kingdom. He taught about the kingdom. The parable of the sower is the parable of the kingdom, (laughs) the parable of the lost sheep, the lost coin. Every parable was about the kingdom of God. And many Christians do not understand the kingdom. Jesus said, if you understand this parable, if you understand the kingdom, you will bear much fruit. And I believe that many many Christians don't understand the kingdom. That's my burning heart. The kingdom is a real place. The kingdom is a person. The kingdom is the Holy Spirit. Jesus breathed on his disciples. He said, my father has royally bestowed upon me a kingdom. Like a knighthood by the queen is bestowed. Jesus said, my father has bestowed upon me a kingdom. And he said, and I bestow upon you a kingdom. That's Luke chapter 22. I confer, that's a royal legal term. I confer upon you a kingdom, just as my father has conferred upon you a kingdom. You know, in Christianity, in church, we often focus on, you know, people believing, which is true, people repenting, people you know, coming to the altar, confessing their sins. And often we've watered down the gospel, limited the gospel to a gospel of salvation, to a gospel of church attendance, to a gospel of behavioral change. But Jesus Christ came to seek and to save that which was lost. What was lost? The kingdom. He came to seek and to save that Not those, but that which was lost. You know, Jesus lost the earth. Jesus lost the earth. That's why Paul says it's the God of this age that blinds the minds of unbelievers. That's why Jesus called the devil the prince of the power of the air, the ruler of this dark world. The whole world has has given in to the evil one because when Adam and Eve sinned, they gave the kingdom to the devil. They gave ownership to the devil. The devil became the landlord. And many Christians don't understand this. And I know that you won't really readily receive this from me right now. But if you think about it, if you pray about it, and if you study the Bible, you will realize that Satan was was kicked out of heaven for being a a for, for iniquity he was a an angel he was lucifer and he was an angel and he lost his place there was 
no longer found in heaven a place for him. Now, he was already on the earth because Ezekiel and Isaiah show him to be in the Garden of Eden. Lucifer was in the Garden of Eden. And it says, but there was no place any more found for him in heaven. So unlike before he fell, he had a place in heaven. So you and I have a place in heaven. You and I are the sons of God. You and I have a place in heaven because Jesus said, you know, where I am, you know, I am preparing a place for you in heaven. You know, my father's house has many rooms and I prepare a place for you. In other words, Jesus said in Revelation 3, I will, you will be victorious. You will, you will sit on my throne. Similarly, Paul said in Ephesians that, that we are seated in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. So you and I, Paul says, we will judge the world. Paul says, we will judge the angels. So we are in that place of the throne room. Hebrews says, approach the throne of grace with confidence. So what I'm saying to you, I know you can't hear it. I know. Don't worry. I'm right. God's telling me. You haven't heard me yet because of your religious thinking. But you can be aware of the devil's schemes. You can be aware of the yeast of the Pharisees now. You can actually remove the yeast of the Pharisees and first and foremost believe in the kingdom right now today and be changed. It's called repentance. Most of the church are buying Christian books that are about your best life. Most of the church have misdiagnosed the problem. They don't know that they're naked, pitiful, poor and naked. They don't know that they're blind and naked and pitiful and poor. So they're buying the wrong books because they say that they're rich, but they're poor. So they're buying books about success and about their best life when they should be buying books about war. Okay? So you are a king. You are in the throne room. You are permanently positioned in the courts of heaven. You don't need to go to the courts of heaven. You are the courts of heaven. The courts of heaven are mobile. It's called the church. God's got a mobile business. It's called you. You are the throne room of God on the earth. In other words, whatever you say on earth is bound, is bound. Whatever you say on earth is loosed, is loosed. You are the throne room of God on the earth. Okay? Satan has lost his place in heaven. He has no place in heaven. You have a place in heaven. To which of the angels has God said, you are my son? No angel is God's son, but you and I are God's son. Hello? We are above the angels. We will judge the angels. It's who you are. You are a new creation. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. And this is the point. The point is that Satan is no longer in heaven. He's on the earth and he doesn't even have a body. 
And that's what we're going through right now on the earth, if you'll believe it, is Satan is looking for a body. He's looking for a universal Christ mind. Little c. He's looking to establish himself in a body so that the whole world would be receive the mark of the beast. But it's not going to happen my watch because Satan can go to hell and he can get bound in Jesus' name. Okay? So, you and I are the authority. Say that out loud. I am the authority. You have been authorized by God. You have been authorized by Jesus Christ. You are now the authority. What Adam and Eve lost was the kingdom, the keys to the kingdom. They lost the earth. They lost the animals. They lost the creation. That's why Romans says that all creation groans in labor pains, waiting for the sons of God to be revealed. Satan lost the earth when Jesus Christ came. He took back the keys to death and to hell and to, to earth. That's why he said, and this is a really, 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 really significant point and a really big deal. He said, now all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me, therefore go and make disciples of all the nations. Because up until that point, he didn't have the earth. He had heaven because God is the God of glory. God is the God of heaven. Jesus is the son of God, but now he's also the son of man, and he took back the keys. So now I have again received all authority on the earth Thanks, Satan. I took it back, snatched from the devil's hands. Jesus came to seek and to save that which was lost. He saved the earth. He saved the whales. He saved the environment. It's called kingdom. Psalm 115, God said, I gave the earth to man. Genesis chapter 2, he gave the earth to man. Let them have dominion over the fish, over the sea, over the birds, and now you get it. Thank you, Jesus. They get it. Hallelujah. They get it. Clap, clap, clap. Angels are clapping. So what you now need to understand to connect the dots is Satan, when he was Lucifer, had access to the throne room. Satan, as the devil... Ha Satan, the accuser of the brethren, lost access to the throne room. But when Adam and Eve ate of the fruit, the Bible says we are slaves to whom we obey. The moment we obeyed Satan, the moment Adam and Eve ate of the fruit, they obeyed Satan. The moment they ate of the fruit and obeyed Satan, they gave the keys to the kingdom to Satan. They became slaves to whom they obeyed. They became slaves to Satan. They became slaves to sin. They became Now, we are slaves to righteousness because we've re-entered the kingdom of heaven. We've actually repented, 
repentance, restoration, reconciliation. All of these words start with a re because we're going back to where we fell from, where we came from. We lost the kingdom. Jesus took it back and now we reclaim the kingdom. We're born again. We, we enter the kingdom of God again. Now, everyone else in the earth doesn't know this. They can't see this because they're still slaves of sin. They're still slaves of, of Satan. They're in the kingdom of darkness until they're born again. And But you and I are the image of God on the earth. You and I have become representations of God, representatives of the kingdom of God. We're compelled to to tell people the gospel of the kingdom of God, not the gospel of religion, which doesn't work and has no power, but the gospel of the kingdom, which is a country, which is a, is a, a government, which has benefits, which has citizens, which has an army called the angels. That's the military. Help me, Father, wrap this up. Satan lost his place in heaven, was found on earth as an unemployed cherub who deceived Adam and Eve into giving him the keys to the kingdom. Satan then vicariously, listen to this very carefully, he then vicariously had access to God again as man. When Satan took the keys to the kingdom, when Satan deceived Adam and Eve, they gave him the earth. He became the landlord. He took the keys off man and therefore he had a legal right as custodian of all creation, of all physical creation. He was the God of this age. He was the prince of the power of the air. He was the ruler of this dark world. And so everyone who's still under Satan, everyone who's not yet born again, no wonder they're under Satan. No wonder they're in the kingdom of ignorance. Colossians chapter 1, verse 16, the word darkness is ignorance. So Satan was able to talk to God about Job as the accuser in Zechariah chapter 3. He was able to talk to God about, about Joseph we find Satan accusing man before God because he had this temporary role during the period of time where there was the law and before there was even the law, that there was this period of time where Satan was the God of this age, where he had the keys to the earth and where he was able to stand before God as man, even though he's definitely not a man and never will be, but he was able to stand as the landlord of the earth. He standing in proxy. And this is really important for us to understand, okay? This is really important for us to understand because it explains a lot. It explains why... We still have work to do. It explains why there's destruction in the earth. It explains everything. And if you want to know more about it, you can read my first book, God, Men. So we see that Satan took the position that man once held as the rulers, the landlords, the gods of this age, the, the, the landlords of earth, 
And so he was able to stand in man's position and talk to God as the authority on the earth. He was able to to bind and loose and do a whole bunch of stuff. Now, everything changed from the moment that Jesus Christ came. He died for our sins. He took all of our sins on himself. So Satan no longer had the legal right to to steal, kill, and destroy us because the power of sin was broken, okay? Now, he doesn't have a body, and it's illegal for any spirit without a body to influence the physical realm. I said it's illegal for any spirit without a body to influence the physical realm. That is why, you know, uh, Jesus Christ, John chapter 1, he had to come in the flesh. Even God had to come in the flesh to be able to influence the physical world because God himself removed himself. He, he gave the earth to mankind. He had to come as a man, as a mankind, to be able to operate in the earth legally. That's why he cast out unclean spirits. Unclean spirits don't have a body. Why do they want to possess a body? Why did Satan enter into, into Judas's body? At the Last Supper, at the communion table, Satan entered into Judas with the bread. Okay, because a spirit needs a body to be able to influence the physical world. In other words, an invisible spirit can't influence a physical world without a physical body. It just makes sense. So Jesus became flesh and dwelt among us as a man so that as a mankind whom God gave the earth to could legally take the keys back. Okay, now that you get it, I'm really glad. So Satan now, not only has he lost the earth, not only has he lost the keys, not only has he been kicked out of heaven, but he has been, you know, totally conquered, Jesus Christ triumphing over him in the cross, triumphant. The reason is that the sins have been paid for. So Satan doesn't have the keys of the earth. He doesn't have the authority anymore. He also doesn't have access to God or the throne anymore. He doesn't have a body anymore. And he doesn't have the power of sin anymore because it's been broken. So Jesus Christ has nailed our sin to the cross. So all he has now is man and man's ignorance. No wonder there's so much miscommunication at the moment, misinformation in the media, because he's the king of the kingdom of darkness. So his only power is through manipulation. His only power is through lies. Jesus called the devil the father of lies, the creator of lies. So he has no power. He has no authority. He doesn't have the keys anymore. He doesn't have access to God or heaven. He doesn't have anything except his own mouth. So he comes to man and he lies to them he manipulates them he 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 leads he deceives them 
That's why Paul says with ev- we punish every act of disobedience. We take every thought captive into the obedience of Christ. We are transformed by the renewing of our mind, by the washing of the water of the word, and we repent. We repent because we don't want to believe with the devil because if we agree with him, then his will can be done. His will can be done on earth as it is in Satan, <laughs> so to speak, because that's what happens when, you know, when people listen to an evil spirit, then the will of the devil is done. It's the evil spirit that is behind this whole COVID thing. It's, it's evil spirits that are behind every, every evil. So, but they can't do it on their own. They need man to do it. That's why, and I'm not going to get into it, but there's a whole bunch of uh, revelation for you around the blood covenant of Jesus Christ and how the blood covenant is the highest, the most powerful um, covenant you can ever be in. You know, and all I'm going to say is no wonder Satan wants to murder people because there's power in the blood and blood speaks. Okay, so that's why there's wars and rumors of wars. That's why there's pestilences and tribulations and and the murder of babies and COVID because the devil has a bloodlust. And if you study Adolf Hitler and a whole bunch of things, you'll realize that the occultic practices of this world of Satan is around it's a, it's a it's around power, it's around blood sacrifice, and whoever kills the most people in the demonic realm has the most power. You know, any witch or warlock or Satanist will tell you that they kill babies, they kill animals, they 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 kill chickens, they sacrifice chickens, you know, in order to be able to invoke the power of a devil or a principality in a particular territory to be able to bring destruction. So in other words, Satanists and witches and warlocks and Freemasons and otherwise are doing the will of the devil. They're seeking first the kingdom of darkness And because they're agreeing with evil spirits, they're able to bring the will of their God, little g. And and in the same way, we have, but we have a greater covenant. We have the new covenant in Jesus Christ. So as we take communion, as we drink the blood of Jesus, as we proclaim the blood of Jesus, as we proclaim the body of Jesus, as we take his body and his blood, we invoke the blood covenant of Jesus Christ, which is a greater covenant than even the Old Testament. And it is, you know, it destroys the power of sin. It destroys the power of death. It delivers, it gives us access to heaven. The blood of Jesus is our access to heaven. The blood of Jesus, hallelujah, is our only way. It's the only way to heaven. Jesus said, I'm, you know, I'm the way, the truth, and the life because there is no other way into heaven other than the blood of Jesus Christ. In the same way that Satan and Luciferians sacrifice animals and babies and and shed blood to get access to the second heaven, hello, we and we alone have access to the third heaven, which is above the principalities and powers. 
We are seated high above in Christ Jesus, far above all rule, all dominion and every power and every name. Jesus is above every other name because every other name is in the second heaven. And we, by the blood of Jesus Christ alone, are in the third heaven, way above. Now, the reason Christians struggle and suffer is because they spend most of their time in the second heaven. You know, when you're watching the news, when you're watching the radio, when you're listening to Christian, you know, podcasts that aren't about (laughs) spiritual things that might be more about natural things, you're actually just tapping into the second heaven. Most Christian television is about the second heaven. The second heaven is is where the princes, the principalities and powers are. The second heaven is where all the noise is. But in the third heaven, there's only myriad angels worshipping Jesus Christ. There's wheels within wheels and the wheels have eyes in them. You know, there are thrones and powers and dominions and it's all God. So you and I are in the third heaven. We are seated in Christ Jesus. We are seated on his throne right now. And it's from that place that we operate. It's from that place that we pray. So I feel like it's really important for you today to understand that Lucifer fell from heaven. In fact, he was booted out of heaven. There was no longer any place for him found in heaven, but therefore he was found only on the earth because he was already in Eden, according to Ezekiel and Isaiah and Revelation. It's, it's, it's bits and pieces in there. Okay, so Revelation doesn't specifically mention Eden, but in, in that context. So he was booted out and man gave the earth to, to Satan. Satan therefore vicariously took on the position, legal position of man, being able to talk to God as the ambassador of the earth until Jesus Christ as a man came and legally took back the keys from the devil as man, not as God, as man. Then he rose from the dead and was seated at the right hand of God, far above all princes and powers, principalities and powers, mights and dominions, names that can possibly be named above all authority. And then he said, I give you the authority to trample on snakes and scorpions and all the power of the evil one. He said, then you will pray to the Father in my name and he will answer you directly because he is your Father and my Father, your God and my God. He said, you are sons. He said, you own everything. You own everything. You are a mobile throne of God on the earth. Whatever you loose is loosed. Whatever you bind is bound. Now, you may not feel powerful because you don't know who you are. My people perish for lack of knowledge, it says in Hosea. That's why we need to repent. If we are pitiful, blind, poor and naked, if we are lukewarm, we must repent because it's in our mind. Our mind is what allows us to operate in this physical world. Your body is your legal right to to operate in this physical world. Your spirit cannot operate without a body and your soul is the operating system 
It's the software that allows your invisible, eternal spirit man to communicate through your body with the physical world. Did you know that your spirit man has eyes? Your spirit man has ears? Your spirit man has a mouth? The same as your physical man. Your spirit man looks like your physical man. God is a spirit and he looks like a man. God has hands. God has a face. God has a mind, a will, and an emotions. He made us in his image. We are what God looks like. God looks like a man. Okay? Yes, he's all-knowing, omnipotent, omnipresent, omniscient, and, and the ancient of days, and he's the father of spirits, and you know he's the Alpha and the Omega, and the everlasting father, the Prince of Peace, and he has a, he's known by many names, but he is a man. He's a young man. And you and I are going to get an eternal body and we are going to live on this physical earth with God forever. We will be imperishable. The earth will be imperishable. He will be our God. We will not need the sun, S-U-N, because we will have the sun, S-O-N. He will be our light. And we are going to be working with him. We're going to be partnering with him. We're going to be busy. We're going to be managing the earth. I just want to talk to you finally about your role as a reflection of God. It's it's difficult for me to try and explain this, but if you look at the Bible from a kingdom perspective, you will immediately see that the entire plan of God from the book of Genesis through to the book of Revelation and beyond because there are ages to come, is about man being a reflection of God. See, Jesus said that I am the express image of the Father. Well, actually, I think Hebrew said that. But Jesus said, as the Father sent me, so am I sending you. Jesus said, when you see me, you see the Father. Genesis says that God made mankind in his exact image. In other words, God copied himself. God made a clone of himself. And, it, and, it's, and it's called man. It's called man and woman. It's called you guys. God, the God of invisible heaven, made the God of visible earth, little g, Psalm 82, verse 6, John chapter 10, you are gods. You and I are copies of God, and he made us to be the gods, little g, the rulers of this physical earth, because he wanted to have a relationship with us. He wanted to and still wants to manage the physical realm through mankind. His plan hasn't changed. So in Genesis chapter 21, we see in the end, the very, 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 very end, that God will be with man on earth. God will be physically with man on the physical earth. That's the end game. And I think it's really important to see the end game, to realize that you and I are meant to be and made to be a visible expression of God. 
So when you say to the to the to the fish to swim, it swims. Or when you say to the dog to sit, it sits. When you say to the water, you know, become a floor so I can walk on you. You know, Jesus spoke to the winds and the waves and they obeyed him. He turned the water into wine. He cursed the fig tree because he had authority, but that's who you and I are. He said, if you say to this mountain, it will be removed and thrown into the sea, it will obey you as if you are God. He said, if you ask anything in my name, the fa- my Father will do it for you. He said, if you lay hands on the sick, they'll recover. And if you do signs and wonders, they're going to be greater works than even I do, Jesus said. So you and I are the authorised ambassadors, the reflection of God on the earth. That is what we see in Genesis. That is what we see in Revelation. And that is what we see in the life of Jesus Christ. So I'm just posing a question to help you. What if you were to focus on being a reflection of God? What if you were to focus on being made in the image of God? What if you were to focus on, on reflecting because then that positions you to yield to him. Remember, this is only an all to do with a kingdom government. Remember, Adam and Eve disobeyed God. More than that, they rebelled against the kingdom. They defected. It's, it's called Independence Day. They left the kingdom of God and we have come back. So the opposite of, of rebellion is surrender. America rebelled against the Queen. They had to have a war. They left the British Empire. The same as Australia. The same as Canada. The same as as India and China. All of these places were colonised by kingdoms and they ultimately rebelled. It's called Independence Day. So the opposite of, of rebellion is surrender. So that's why Jesus said, repent. (laughs) In other words, bow the knee. Bow the knee. When people came to Jesus, they said, Lord, have mercy. Son of David, have mercy. In other words, Lord, what is it? (laughs) Kneeling down and saying, you're my master. You're my owner. That's surrender. That's humility. That's Jesus. That's why Jesus said, You must come to the kingdom as a little child. In fact, he said, unless you come to me in surrender, you will by no means enter the kingdom. Unless you become like a little child, you will by no means enter the kingdom. He said, the kingdom of heaven belongs to such as these. What are these? These are surrendered. These are children who believe and obey and submit. They're not stubborn, stiff-necked adults who won't change. So don't be like them. Don't be like that. Change. Go read my book, God Men. Read it three or four times. Write a review on Amazon for me. Five stars. (laughs) Repent. (laughs) Okay. I love you guys lots. Thank you so much for listening. This has been the Kingdom Dynamics podcast. I hope you liked it. Share it with some friends. 
and I'll be with you next time. Thanks for listening. Bye for now.